At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Tonight, we are going to talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other, time, in, in other tongues, tonight's your night, if you want it to be. Only if you want it to be. There's never any pressure for it. But it's also a night for you that have prayed in other tongues. You, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You pray with other tongues. But God wants there to be increase. He wants there to be continually, there to be an infilling and an, in, in, and an overflow of the presence of His Spirit inside of you. I love this verse. We've read this a number of times in the series. But it's Ephesians 5. 17 and 18 in the New Living. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he's talking to people in the, Ephes- in, in, in the church at Ephesus. He's talking to people that have already been filled with the Spirit. Well, why would he talk to people about being filled with the Spirit, that if you've been filled with the Spirit and that's all you need at one time, then there's no more infilling. No, it was a, it was a in, in the Greek it says, be being filled. Be in a constant mode of filling. You're giving out, and, and the more you give out, the more you need to be filled up. The more you drive your car after you put gas in it, uh, the more you need to put gas in your car if you're going to keep driving it, Right? And we've got to see ourselves like that. We've got to be filled up with the presence, the awareness of the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's not a, it's not a you know, a, another experience that you have to have every single time. It's the continuation and development of what happens when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the, and the Scriptures is loaded with it. We don't have enough time to read all of the scriptures that talk about it uh, in, in the Bible. But tonight, we're going to look at a few of them because God wants us to continually be filled. Um, in, in this passage, and when, when you look at this, if you do any study at all, <clears throat> when, he, when he said, don't be drunk with wine... What he's talking about is don't be controlled by areas of the flesh, but be filled with the Spirit. You've got to have a go-to in your life. Natural things are a go-to, and, and we get addicted to natural things. God wants you addicted to the presence of His Spirit so that we're not addicted to the natural things. In other words, looking at natural things to get the help that we need to bring the relief from the stress and the pressure of life. God knows the pressures that are out there. He set you up to be born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost, right? Evidence of praying in other tongues, and then the Scripture's loaded with what happens when you operate in those things and you develop those things in your life. Scripture's full of what happens. But sadly... And, I, and I'm not judging anybody else's life. Sadly, what happens because of the pressures of life, people get saved and they kind of forget about it. People get baptized in the Holy Ghost 
I, I can't tell you how many people that I know that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, they prayed with other tongues, and they haven't prayed with other tongues in years. I can't tell you how many people I know. I mean, again, I'm, 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 not, I'm not saying that in a critical way. I'm saying that who? To not be able to pray in other tongues when you're under pressure? Well, I, I don't even know what that's like because I've trained myself. There, there are certain things that I haven't trained myself in that I need to be better in in the natural, but I have trained myself to pray in other tongues. The other day, I, I was going to go buy something, and it was a, you know, pretty expensive purchase, and it had been something that I've been talking about, my wife and I talked about for a long time to purchase this. And I was trying to purchase it online, but I couldn't get it through because of the way I was going to buy it. So I began to speak all of the favor scriptures that I speak over myself every day. I'd already spoken them that day a couple of different times. So I went through and started speaking the scriptures on favor. Man, it just stirred me. And before I got to this store, I began to pray in other tongues. And, it, and what came out of me was that favor has already gone before me and set me up to get the best deal. And sure enough, and I walked in there, and I purchased what I wanted the way I wanted it for the amount I wanted it, and I walked out of there like that quick. I called my wife. She goes, you're already done? I said, I'm done. I'm done. You say, well, you know, can that happen for just anything? Uh, he said he'll do anything. He said he would do anything for you and me. He said, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And when I know that I have this supernatural favor, it will work for me concerning anything in life if I'll work it. But I'm telling you right now, praying in other tongues is the key to working all of the promises of God in your life. God's already paid the price for every promise in his word. You think of a promise, it's already been taken care of for you. I don't care what it is. You say, yeah, but Pastor Van, I've been believing for something all these years, and, and I'm not seeing that promise manifested. Well, I'm telling you right now, there's some more that you need to do in developing a thankful heart for what he's promised you, especially when you know something belongs to you. You know something in life belongs to you. You need to develop more of an expectation by, number one, praying in other tongues. Because when I pray in other tongues, and I, I said this to you in the last message I preached, I was talking about praying in other tongues and how a lot of times, you know, you can pray in other tongues and you can think you've been praying for an hour and it's only been five minutes. Hmm? And you've got to press past that in the flesh. Because I'm telling you that amazing things happen and more of my prayer language is developed all the time when I pray in the Spirit for more than 20 minutes. 
I don't know why 20 minutes, there's nothing in the Bible about 20 minutes and praying in tongues for 20 minutes. But I, when I repeatedly pray in other tongues, more of it happens. I, I don't, it just happens. It's supernatural. And, and there, there are amazing results that I get from God when I spend more time praying in other tongues. And so tonight as I'm reading the scriptures that talk about being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, you just need to hear it. Whether you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you pray with tongues or not, you need to hear this tonight. Because you and I need to be reminded of it, uh, of it that anything in the flesh, he talked about being drunk with wine. I'm telling you, anything in the flesh that is your go-to instead of the Holy Spirit, you've got to develop in your relationship with God and the Holy Spirit more of an awareness and a desire for the Holy Spirit to be your go-to. And when you do that, anything else that's controlling your life will become a thing of the past. It's not getting rid of something and then praying in other tongues. No, you just keep doing what you're doing because you're going to do it anyway. Just keep doing what you're doing, but just start praying in other tongues more. And you'll watch the empowerment that comes to you. Jude verse 20 says, building ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's how you do it. When you're built up from praying in other tongues, it's amazing what you can do and how you can operate in this life. And you won't be one of those that are drifting away in the change and getting your eyes on other things. There's a lot of really good change out there. Can you say amen? There's some good change out there. But there's a lot of counterfeit change that's leading people astray and leading them away from God. So, I'm going to read a number of verses of Scripture from the book of Acts that talk about the difference between being saved and being baptized in the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Same Spirit, two separate experiences. Um, the, the obsessions of the flesh, but for the blood of Jesus, everybody in here would be in, in certain obsessions to certain types of addictions to the flesh, but for the blood, right? But the awareness of the blood and the power that's in the blood to overcome comes from the Holy Spirit. The blood of Jesus accomplished it. Now that blood has cleansed the holy of holies in heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. You and I are seated with him. He's representing us, but here on earth, the Holy Spirit he has to reveal to you what that means on a day-to-day -day basis, circumstance to circumstance. It takes the Holy Spirit. But I'm saying to you today, but for the blood, man, what I would be addicted to today. But for the blood of Jesus. So it's not the addiction to things that's the issue. It's the lack of what I'm talking about that's the issue. What I've noticed is speaking in other tongues opens me up to more manifestations of the Holy Spirit. 
I'll say it again. I've noticed the more I pray in other tongues, I mean, I've, I've given myself a challenge, and I've got a new challenge coming in 2024 for praying in other tongues. I've got a new challenge. And, and I'm going to meet that challenge. I'm going to stay with that challenge. I may not stay with my workout challenge. No. But, but, but I'm going to, I mean, the Bible says it's good to work out too. But it's more better to pray in other tongues. Because praying in other tongues will empower you to stay with what you need to in the flesh. And keep you out of the things in the flesh you don't need to be addicted to. Amen. So, Acts 2. We read this last time, but I'll read it again for the sake of where we're going. Acts 2 and 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came from there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Where is your spirit, man? So the utterance comes from within. It's not something that comes from the top of your head. It comes from within. And by the end of this word, I'm going to show you the difference in something that comes from here versus something that comes from here. Because it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak with other tongues, pray with other tongues as... The Spirit internally gave them utterance to speak. Remember that. Acts chapter 8 and verse 14. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who had been baptized with the Holy Spirit, sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet, he had fallen upon none of them. I mean, there are some churches in this city right here, in this very city, there are some churches here right in Kerrville, Texas, where the congregation is born again, but the Holy Spirit they've never been baptized with. And this is 2000 and almost 24, right? This was, you know, day 50, I don't know, whatever it was. In chapter 8, probably a little bit farther than 50 days passed. But Jesus had already left the earth. He was here for 40 days after the resurrection. And so, there's people everywhere that this has not fallen on or they've not received it. And here, they had only been, uh, it says, for as yet, he had fallen on none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When we baptize somebody in a tank out front here, and they go in the water, how do we baptize them? In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. Because it was Jesus 
that died the death. And the baptism that you're baptized into, it's in, you, you, there's nothing wrong with Father, Son, and Holy Ghost because the three are one. But the baptism is representation of the death and the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. They had, only been ba- they had only been baptized in the name of Jesus, so these people were saved. They were born again, right? Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Well, I thought they already had the Holy Spirit. They did. They got born again. Same Spirit, two separate experiences. Very clear, right here in the, in, in, in the Scripture. And when Simeon, when Simon saw that Through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. He offered them money, saying, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. This guy was fixing to make a multi-level marketing company out of this baby. Hmm? Man, oh man. How did they know? How could he see that they were baptized in the Holy Ghost? They were praying in other tongues. It's what happened on the day of Pentecost, so it happened right here, right? Born-again people that had never been prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit were prayed for, hands were laid on them, boom, they received. Man, I want that. Huh? Simon, this guy, this sorcerer guy, he wanted that so he could make some money at it. I'm telling you, it's free. And you can receive it in your life and be convinced of it. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I keep saying this, but I, I'm just saying I see too many people that are not convinced of it. I, I just do. I see too many people that have been prayed for to receive it. They're not convinced in what it will produce. Say this, not me. Amen. It produces. God set it up for it to work a certain way, and we've got to work it according to his plan. And if we do, we receive. Acts chapter 9. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul... The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. A lot of people, uh, I've, I've noticed this too, that a lot of people just remember that Paul's eyes were open, but when Ananias laid his hands on him, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what it says right there. Immediately, there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose, and he was baptized. He, was aro- he arose, and he was baptized. He got born again in his experience with Jesus. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit when hands were laid on him to receive. He received the opening of his eyes. He received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He began to pray in other tongues, and then he was baptized in water. I mean, it doesn't matter when you get baptized in water. You can be baptized in water a dozen times. Did you hear what I said? What really matters is, is that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in this life and that you believe in it 
and you live in it and you operate in it so that you can receive all that God has done for you. Can you say amen? Acts chapter 10. And we're just going to read from verse 42. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who is ordained. You know the story about Cornelius and the vision that came to Peter and the vision that came to Cornelius. And this is where the Gentiles uh, you know, were saved. This is where the, the beginning of you and I and our salvation and our engrafting was made aware and manifest for our lives. He says, and he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judged of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still preaching, was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed that those, the, the Jews who had gotten born again, that were with Peter who had come to Cornelius' house, it says, were astonished. As many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So all these witnesses heard that Peter's preaching... There's different forms of how the Spirit of God will manifest Himself, and we don't have to control that. We just allow it to happen. And here, He's still speaking the Word, and the Spirit of God falls on them. They get baptized in, in the Holy Spirit. The, the, <clears throat> the, the Messianic Jews that are with Him, they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, and they asked him to stay a few days. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues, the Gentiles. That was the beginning of the Gentiles being saved. And that was the beginning of all kind of hell being broken loose between the Gentiles and the Jews. And the Jews saying, you got to be circumcised, and you're not part of our lineage, so you can't really truly be born again. But that's what Jesus spent three and a half years convincing everybody about. It's a new way. There's a new way. And that way is born again, being engrafted in to the family of God. Amen? So you and I have been engrafted, and we're living in a society where there's great change, but we want to be a part of the change happening. We want to help people change. We want to be convinced of praying in the Spirit because it's the key that unlocks so many of the hidden secrets of God. And we want to believe in that so that those truths can flow not only to us but through us. Because when you believe in praying in other tongues... You're not ashamed of telling other people about it. You know, I, I am. I, I used to be kind of a, you know, on a war path to get people saved and get them this and that, you know, and shoving things on them. And I used to chase all my family down, and they wouldn't invite me to family reunions because they were afraid of me. And so God just opened the door and showed me how you you, you got to back off from that. And so I've backed off of it. 
you know, in a huge way. I don't force any of those kind of things on people. But I pray for people, for them to be open to receive. And, and if somebody asks me about the Holy Spirit and about praying in other tongues, I always say you shouldn't ask if you don't want to really know because I'm going to tell you all about it, right? Why? Because I believe it. Why would I want to see that kept away from somebody that maybe is even angry about it, maybe had a bad experience with it, maybe don't, they don't like Christians that, you know, that are, that are filled with the Spirit type Christians. They don't like them because they're rude and mean and mad and all this kind of stuff. Why, why would I back off from that because of bad experiences I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the door to a really good experience because of what I believe in, because all I'm going to share is what I believe. Remember when Paul said, I thank God that I pray in tongues more than you? <laughs> when they were arguing about, you know, should everybody pray in tongues? Well, you know, you can argue about all that, but I thank God I pray in tongues more than you do. Well, I thank God that I pray in tongues, that I believe in praying in other tongues, but I want other people to have what I have. So why wouldn't we share that with them? You will when you believe in it. You will when you believe in it. And the society that we're living, the climate that we're living in right now, is a believe it when you see it climate. I'm going to say it again. Climate that we're living in right now is we'll believe it when we see it climate. And God's climate is when you believe it, you'll see it. And I mean, there is a fight. All of hell is working overtime to fight for that in the lives of people, to convince people in their soul that what you see is more real than what God says in his word. There is an all-out assault. You know how you stop that? You take a deep breath and start praying in tongues. (laughs) That's how you stop that. Because when you're praying in other tongues and you're shutting those kind of things down and God's bringing you revelation from praying in other tongues, then you're on top of the game. You're not chasing the dang bus. Anybody ever chase the bus? I don't like chasing the bus. I want to be on top and not underneath, right? Where's God? He's always on top. And he said, that's where I am if I'll remain there by doing things his way. And that's who we have to be, right? These Gentiles receive the Holy Spirit, so it's for everybody, not just a chosen few. The chosen one made it available for all of mankind because all of us were created in his image, all of us. Thank God we were. Can you say amen? I'll just tell you this. (laughs) I, I, I got this from a I got this statement, partial, part of this statement that I'm going to read right here, I got from a sitcom. <laughs> but I really like it. I won't tell you I got it from. <clears throat> but I really like this. When you face something big in your life, what you do next is what will determine the outcome. When you face a big obstacle in life, what you do next will determine the outcome. And you know what the next is? Because if you're facing something 
where you've got unforgiveness towards somebody, let's just say that, you don't, you're not powerful enough to forgive. You ain't got it. I'm just telling you right now, you're a horrible leader at forgiving. You got to get forgiveness from him. And the only way you get it in the moment, in the situation, let's say it's a generational thing and something has happened in, in, your, in your upbringing. I, I, I know I've faced this. I can't tell you how many times I've faced this. You try to work that thing out. You know, you know the, the top three ways to work that out is ignore them in the natural. That's the top three ways that in the natural, in your mind, you'll work it out. Ignore them. Quit calling them. Definitely don't pray for them. Just stay away. <laughs> but that's not God's way. See, God's way is first pray in the Holy Ghost and then do it his way. And his way, a lot of times, his way for me may be different than it is for Joe. But you got to get it from him. You got to know how to walk certain things out. So when you face something big in your life, what you do next will determine the outcome. And then this passage in Acts 19, it it says everything we've been talking about. Seven verses. It happened while while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? When you got born again? So they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? And so they said, into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, okay, and before I read the last part of that, what is lacking with all this early church? I mean, duh, lack of teaching, right? But what's lacking today? Lack of teaching. You know? Anyway, there's a lot of lack of teaching on the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of teaching on the Holy Spirit. Thank God for it today. But there's a lot of lack there. And when people are not hearing it taught... They're not stirring their faith to do what needs to be done. That's why, that's why a person can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. They get excited about it. For six months, they're all wrapped up into it. And then they don't pray in other tongues for 20 years. Because they're not being challenged and stirred up. You have to be reminded constantly of the truths of God's word. You have to be reminded. That's why church is so vital. Church life is so vital to hear the word of God because you've got to be stirred up constantly of these things or you're distracted and you're lured away by the natural things that, have, that, that are out there. And the devil works overtime to convince you that what you see is more real than what God promised. I say that a lot, but it's the truth. It's the absolute truth. 
When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They got born again. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues, and they prophesied. And the men were about 12 in all. They got born again. He laid hands on them. They received the Holy Spirit, and they began to pray in other tongues. We can see from these four experiences in the book of Acts that when people received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they begin to pray with other tongues. Did you hear it tonight? Did you see that? So, in Luke chapter 11 and verse 9, it says this. This is, this is Jesus talking to his disciples before his crucifixion. Chapter 11 and verse 9. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will you give him a stone? I mean, the answer to that to anybody that's got any sense at all, why would you, if your son asked for a piece of bread, why would you give him a stone? Here, you ungrateful cuss. Here, you just chew on this rock for a little while. Okay? I mean, he's, trying to, he's making a point. Or if he asked for a fish, we give him a snake. Dad, can, can, can I have that fish you caught? Sure, here's a snake. Not a good dad. Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, evil nature, the nature that we live in, the evil nature that we live in, you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children. So the answer is none of us would do that. Not a person in here would give something bad to somebody like a child that asked for something good, right? And he said, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Everybody say, much more. How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, this story in Matthew doesn't talk about the Holy Spirit. It's Luke who talks about the Holy Spirit. Luke was more detailed. He was a doctor. And he had more detail. He was all about the details. What Jesus was talking about here in the, I say to you, ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and the door will be open. He's talking about the Holy Spirit entering in and experiencing the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues so that you can be connected to what God wants you to be connected to. And he said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts and God's given all of humanity, this gift, how much more? How much more? <laughs> so much more. Receiving the Holy Spirit comes from you asking for it. Me asking for it. Right? I've already got my asker on. Just, uh, I mean, I've I felt, I'm not always about something starting on January the 1st, but this year I am but it's about the Holy Spirit. I've got my asker already turned on about how much more I want 
in my connection with God through the person of the Holy Spirit and my awareness of the, uh, of the Holy Spirit. I, I don't know about you. I don't want to be an overreactor in my emotions in any area of my life. I don't want to be an overreactor. The Wimberleys, and my mother was an Allen, the Wimberleys and the Allens are uh, traditional overreactors, getting worked up by natural things. That was family traits. Brought it into my born-again life. Brought it into my marriage. I want no more of it. I am calm. My emotions are under control. But it's because of my awareness of the Holy Spirit. Not because I'm, I promise you, you're not good enough to control your emotions. Your emotions are out of whack. And if you allow them to stay there because you're not getting help from the Holy Spirit. What's his first name? Holy Spirit's first name is help. Help her. <laughs> he will help her you. <laughs> Can you say amen? He will help her, help her, help her, help her you. So, the reason I'm telling you that I'm starting this year out with my asker turned way up in believing for more of an awareness of the Holy Spirit, increase in my prayer language, an increase of a desire to pray in the Spirit more because I want answers in everything that we face in the days ahead. And I'm telling you, 2024 will go down in the record books as one of the most potentially emotional years in the history of the world. Mark my words. You think we've gone through some stuff since COVID? <laughs> Baby, you haven't seen nothing yet with what's going on in the world. But you remember, when you frame your world with the Word of God, all hell can be breaking loose. Calm in your house. Calm in your house. Because you've got the answers from the one that knows everything about everything, and he gives you the answers ahead of time before you find yourself in places that other people get in because they're in their emotions, because they've not been taught how to believe in the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm just telling you right now, when my wife would agree on this. I don't have anything else but that. Because I've lived my life to this point where I will trust nothing and nobody but him. In other words, put my trust in nobody, nothing but him. So I don't have anything else but that what I'm telling you tonight is absolutely true. That's all I have. But why would you need anything else? Because this will give you everything else. And with no stress, with no pressure. I didn't say there's not stress and pressure. But you can live above those things. You can walk over those things. You can walk through those situations when you believe what I'm talking about tonight.
And how do you get this? What, what, what did we read in the first verse that we read in Ephesians 5? He said, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. And not be controlled by the flesh, in other words, but instead be filled with the Spirit. Don't live not aware of what this really means to be filled with the Spirit. But it's to be, these are people that were already filled with the Spirit, but it's to be being filled constantly. And how do you fill yourself? Praying in other tongues. Building yourself up in your most holy faith as you pray in the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14 says, you pray in the Spirit, and then you pray with the understanding. You pray in the Spirit, and then you pray with the understanding. You have the understanding from praying in the Spirit about how to navigate through life. I'm just telling you tonight, and I'm going to just open the front up here to anybody that wants to come. You already pray in other tongues. I'll, I'll lay hands on you. As I lay my hands on you, you ask. Father, fill me with the Holy Spirit. That's how you ask. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to lay hands on you like they did four different times. Like the disciples did four different times. They laid hands. And you ask. Right? Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Then you begin to pray in other tongues. And if you're already praying in other tongues, you pray in other tongues. And then you start believing for more language to come to you. More words to come. Remember, it says God gives utterance. But, listen, but here's the thing. God's not going to put words in your mouth. If you've never prayed in other tongues, he's not going to give you something and control your tongue with something. You know, like, like, like two fingers are going to grab your tongue and make your tongue go up and down or whatever. It's not going to happen like that. From within you, you will get something to say. Something will come out of your mouth if you open yourself up to him yielding because he's no respecter of person, and he said this is for everybody. How much more will your heavenly Father give to those who ask? It's a simple process, but it's a glorious process. It's a supernatural process. It's something that the natural mind cannot understand. That's why people live in such derision out there because it's locked in. The secrets to this are locked in to the things of the Spirit that you and I have been created to activate. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit can do whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do. But He set things up in His Word as I taught you tonight. He set things up in His Word regarding the Holy Spirit and how to receive from the Holy Spirit and how to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and how to be connected and be aware of the Holy Spirit, he set it up this way. He can do whatever he wants. And, and, and I guess it's too easy for him to just do it all and, and, and let us not sit, you know, so that we won't sit on the sidelines and let him do all the work. He's not the worker, he's the helper. And we have to learn how to do our part in this. And that is, understand the things like tonight that we're talking about in Scripture and then do something with it. 
Oh, that was a great word pastor preached back on December 13th. And if you're saying that in July, I'm not really sure what all he said about that, but it was a really good word. And you've done nothing with it by this coming July. So what good is it? The word I preached is not benefiting you because you didn't mix faith with what you heard. You and I have to mix faith with the things that we hear. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.